Hello and welcome back to Recover to Flourish, the podcast that aims to debunk all things eating disorder recovery and bring a bit of light into your eating disorder recovery journey. I'm your host, Keandra. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach, advocate, and I have lived experience. I had an eating disorder myself and have now recovered. And I share lots of useful information for those on their own recovery journey. So in today's episode, it's going to be a solar cast. So just me, no guest. And we're going to be talking all about why perfectionism and eating disorders go hand in hand. I think perfectionism is a term that's thrown around a lot with uh, people saying, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I do this and that. And yes, they might be. However, perfectionism goes a lot deeper than that, especially when it comes to eating disorders. I know for me, my perfectionism didn't really display itself in the average way in which one would say, oh, that's a perfectionist trait. Because actually, in general, some of the things I did were far from perfectionist. But when it came to my eating behavior, that is when perfectionism really ruled um, my life. So I suppose the first thing um, to establish is actually what is perfectionism? Because you might not actually know if you are one. So I think, and this is this is my my opinion, it's like, there's a lot of misconception around what perfectionism is and it's definitely not simply doing something perfectly. Perfectionism is so much more complex than that. So a lot of research and I've, I've done a lot of reading around perfectionism um, and the link with eating disorders before this episode, but according to some widespread research, Perfectionism is a personality trait centering on extreme self-pressure to meet increasingly high demands, which powerfully influences the way one perceives themselves. So it has two main components, personal standards. So I suppose that's setting and striving for high personal standards and goals, but also evaluative concerns. So negative reaction to failure performance doubts and concern over criticism and expectations. And you might be like just reflecting on those two major components and thinking, wow, that's me. And maybe it is because it's a likely connection between, you know, perfectionism and an eating disorder. So perfectionism can be defined in different ways amongst like loads of different research and literature papers but there is that general consensus that perfectionism is best understood as a multi-dimensional construct and it's hard to measure uh, perfectionism I suppose in my own opinion you could be on a scale of perfectionism you know how detrimental perfectionism is to your self-worth or ability to be productive or um, live in the world. So you might think, well, what, how, what, and how d- would it display in my life? And I suppose these are some of the things that I noticed in myself um, and are noted as common behaviours and characteristics associated with perfectionism. So increasingly high standards of oneself and maybe others, you know, having that standard of yourself, but then expecting others to meet it. I know that was one for me is, well, if I'm going to meet those standards, then I expect 
those around me, especially those who have a, had a strong connection with me to meet unrealistic standards. And then fear of failure. So concern over mistakes. So a real existential fear that you're going to fail or that you're going to make a mistake and what would happen if you made a mistake. Another trait is procrastination. Now that's not one that I actually experienced because what I would say in myself is I had such a strong desire to be efficient, probably because I feared failure. I feared making mistakes and therefore I was highly efficient and never stopped and still to some respect have traits of perfectionism. Just because I recover from an eating disorder doesn't mean that my internal um, personality traits have disappeared and I definitely have to keep a track keep a keep a watchful eye on myself about my I suppose my efficiency on and my ability not not to be able to take a break with work but oftentimes people get so caught up in the fact that they don't want to make a mistake that they struggle to even get started because it's that crossing that hurdle and that's where procrastination comes in next you could potentially have a difficulty in decision making So, you know, relying on others to make decisions because you fear making the wrong decision, perhaps. It's also reassurance behavior. So asking people, you know, and this plays into an eating disorder, but reassurance in greater life about, you know, whether you're doing a good job or, you know, whether you are performing in all areas of your life. And it can mean you reassure you seek reassurance a lot more than the quote-unquote average person would. Next, you have excessive organization or list making. You know, for me, and I still do to some respect, I I live by a list. I live by a to-do list. I think many people do, but it's that excessive organization to the fact that you can't go suppose against your plan you can't be spontaneous the need for control and that's definitely something that um is exhibited in eating disorders that excessive need for control and self-control you know that's another element to perfectionism and lastly you've got overcompensating and that can be for food or in life so overcompensating for certain behaviors and that black and white or all or nothing thinking. So it's either this way or the other way. And I just want to note that it's really important that you don't actually have to display all of those behaviors mentioned and characteristics to be a perfectionist. You may only have one, some or all of them, but you know, rules and assumptions are often evident in people with perfectionism you know, such as constant checking, should and must language or the need for structure, order or routine, which is why the link with an eating disorder is so, so strong. And you might be thinking, well, what is the link between eating disorders and perfectionism? And I'll I'll give you the, I suppose, the, the research and then I'll explain maybe my my experience with eating disorders and perfectionism because they definitely it definitely played a part in my journey. So from research, 
perfectionism has been identified as a potential risk factor for the development of an eating disorder. One often says that type A personality, you know, very, very ordered, very rigid, very self-controlled and very, very dependent on reassurance from others. And a really recent study actually explored the role of perfectionism in in body dysphagia. Exploring the role in perfectionism in body dysphagia—I can't even say that word—dissatisfaction. Wow, oh, my ability to uh, speak sometimes is off. But yeah, a study in body dysphagia. Oh my lord, I can't say it. Body dissatisfaction. There we go. Got it. Nailed on the head. Found that. People with a lower desired BMI and a smaller ideal silhouette portrayed higher levels of perfectionist traits, I suppose particularly over concerns over mistakes, organization, and doubts about actions. So, you know, I suppose these these findings indicate a negative correlation between perfectionist characteristics and body image. And other studies have indicated that perfectionist conditions reported higher levels of restraint and also binge eating over time and anorexia and bulimia. So it's not just, you know, anorexia because it's a, there's a lot of kind of, I suppose, people would say that it's an anorexic person's trait to be a perfectionist, but actually it's in evident in all eating disorders. You know, it's perfectionism is is malleable though and therefore a p- potential target for interventions with eating disorders and that's where it's interesting now for me in my eating disorder i want to kind of explain how perfectionism looked you know and it it looked and it developed in different ways but it for me like an example could be thinking it was fine for others to eat a certain way but kind of asserting that I was a unicorn and I must have restricted because I was the I was the anomaly I had to be you know I had to be the one who was restricting I had to be the one that could control their intake it's that it's fine for others to let go but it's not fine for me then I did a lot of labeling food as as good or bad. You know, I I couldn't see food as all good. It was either one way or or the other way. It was it was that I had to abide by certain rules in my head that these were the set of foods that I was allowed to eat and these were the set that I wouldn't be allowed and that was that black and white thinking very very much all or nothing I think another thing I I've just reflected on while speaking is I also kind of punished myself if I it did either eat too much so too much in inverted commas because that was a rule that was a rule that I was not allowed to eat per past a certain number or if I ate the deemed bad food I would punish myself and that would either be through, you know, over exercise or through my mental torment. I often overworked as a way to punish myself, which, you know, is, you might think is a bizarre phenomenon, but I overworked to the point of exhaustion just because I didn't know what to do with 
the feeling of anxiety. I didn't also reflect on this till later in my recovery of the need for food to be just right. So you might be thinking, you know, you might be listening and thinking, wow, that's me. So food had to be a certain way. You know, it had to be, you know, if it was a cold food, it had to be really, really cold or even frozen. You know, food had to be like frozen cold for me to be able to eat it. Or if it was hot, it had to be scorching hot to the point that it could burn the roof of my mouth. Because in my eyes, otherwise it was just not worth eating. It had to be just right. It had to be perfect. And it had to be a way that I could manage eating it. But actually looking back, no no way of eating is perfect because perfectionism doesn't exist. But I didn't see that then. Then I had the aspect of, I suppose, laziness. <laughs> I never let myself rest or be lazy in inverted commas because what is lazy? But rest was a really hard thing for me to be able to do. I I I demonized rest because I I viewed it as this is not productive, this is not efficient, I could be doing something better. But actually, little did I know that that was causing me to potentially burn out. And again, this is something that I have to check in with myself a lot of the fact that I do have a tendency to overwork and rest is something that I need to work hard at. Lastly, I had a lot of strict food rules, which I suppose incorporated a lot of different things. And again, it was doing everything I could to avoid weight gain at all costs, which was a perfectionism rule. So I felt, you know, bad if I ate over a specific number of calories or food types, or, you know, I had numbers for things that I needed. And then weight loss came into that you know, having numbers that I had to follow there. And lastly, and I forgot about this one is an important one, is that reassurance behavior. I suppose craving compliments about my my body or or even, you know, my food intake or or weight loss or things that I viewed of myself as being, I suppose, elite. And I, and I know that's a big headed thing, but eating disorders are driven in the ego. We all have an ego, but it, it can be inflated at times when, you know, we have low self-esteem because, you know, I had very low self-esteem. It's something that I had to build over the years. And my eating disorder gave me a sense of, I am higher than other people. Therefore I feel better about myself. But in all honesty, number one, there isn't a perfect way to eat or exercise and there is no perfect body. But perfectionism convinced me of that and it's probably convincing you of that, you know, and you might harm yourself or your body in that pursuit of perfectionism. And secondly, perfectionism is downright exhausting and it just never leads to the results you want. In fact, and, and take it from me, Perfectionism actually diminishes any external validation and connection because it doesn't allow you to show up authentically and causes you to lose touch with who you actually are. Like I lost touch with my my true being, my inner self, my inner voice, because all my internal cues and my truth was merged with this toxic message from diet culture, these rules, these things that I needed to abide by. 
you know, and it, it, it just, it just got exhausting. Now, the issue is here, and you might be thinking, how do you get over perfectionism? How, how do you manage to get over that, that inner voice? And a lot of the time, it's not about changing one's personality because ultimately, you know, a lot of people with perfectionism have that personality trait built into them. But it's about working with your personality trait. So I know that sounds bizarre, but it's seeing your personality trait as a a golden ticket to being a very efficient person, but not letting it rule your sense of self. So you can use perfectionism to be a very good worker. You can use perfectionism in many respects to recover well, to be able to actually get a plan in place and put it into recovery. Shift that mindset. Mindset shifts are very important when it comes to recovery. And it's integral to use your perfectionist traits for good. Because ultimately, if you use them for good, you are on for a path of success. Because because perfectionists are actually pretty great people. You know, all personality types are great, but perfectionism is one of those characteristics that can be used for good. But one of the most important things to change in recovery is to change the way that you talk to yourself. So, you know, that that self-talk is so important. It reframes your mind. Self-talk creates a relationship between yourself and the way that you view yourself. You know, there's perfectionism self-talk and there's healthy, striving self-talk. So for instance, I'll give you an example. Perfectionism self-talk could be like, I cannot reach my expectations. I'm a constant failure. I always mess up. You know, the number on the scale determines my worth and I'm never good enough. These are all perfectionism, you know, self-talk statements. But instead, when that voice comes up, instead of thinking that, flip it on its head. Try and reframe it and have some healthy, striving self-talk. So think, I am worthy of love and respect and I can be accepted for my authentic self. I will invite courage, compassion and connection into my life. This journey is for me and I will take it one step at a time. I am strong and I can do this. Self-love is also such an important aspect of it. You know, self-love and self-acceptance are often incongruent with perfectionism. But when a person accepts themselves for their strengths and weaknesses, they will realize that they are just human. We can all accept our imperfections and improve one small step at a time. You know, realizing we are trying for progress, not perfection. And when we acknowledge our vulnerabilities and see where we need to go and grow, that's when the world opens. You know, I think in life, and it's sad, we're in such a mess because people are loving others as they love themselves. You know, with eating sort of recovery, self-love is one of the most crucial parts for lasting recovery. It is not big-headed to love yourself. It's not big-headed to say positive statements about yourself. But when you can let that love in and have love to give to others, 
you know that's when life really is is authentic and real but you know people can only give what they have inside if you don't have inner love you'll never be able to give it to others overcoming perfectionism means being authentic real and expressing true love which means looking at the parts of yourself that are self-critical and challenging it you know practice self-compassion practice affirmations in the mirror practice loving yourself and saying these good things to yourself also and it's incredibly important is developing a healthy relationship with food a lot of the time and this is specifically in anorexia or anyone who's gone into a an energy deficit that perfectionism trait only increases further because it's a catch-22 the less you eat the more rigid thinking you get the more the perfectionism mindset increases So you need to develop a healthy relationship with food and whether that be, you know, by meal planning with a loved one, a family member, if you don't have access to treatment or going into treatment or going into coaching like myself, you know, we would create a healthy, sustainable way of eating and healthy doesn't mean, you know, clean eating. It means balanced. It means letting all foods into your diet and, and getting your nutrition up to a level where your mindset starts to shift. And then also, you know, perfectionism is rooted a lot of the time, like I said, with overworking, with pushing yourself to a limit and coping with stress through that critical behavior. But instead, learn healthy coping mechanisms. So do activities you enjoy, you know, such as meditation, journaling, spending time with loved ones, art, you know, doing anything that brings you joy, spending time in nature. Exercise can be a very good stress reliever, but especially when you're a perfectionist, I would err on the side of caution because one often tries to reach goals and unattainable targets and therefore the perfectionism worms its way in. Not saying you can't exercise at all and you can't you know you'll never be able to exercise without perfectionist mindset, but it's just one to be mindful of. Also, you know, address body image concerns and challenge disordered body image. You know, surround yourself with body affirming messages, practice gratitude for what your body can do, not what it looks like, and engage in activities that promote body positivity. Let go of that, I need to look a certain way mindset, because that's driven by your perfectionism. And lastly, practice self-care. You know, recovery takes a, a lot of brain power. And also, it's so important that you you are nice to yourself. You know, that means getting enough sleep, practicing relaxation, listening to nice music, engaging activities that bring you joy, and setting boundaries to protect your mental health. I always say, and this is quite a cringy statement I've said to a lot of my clients, and they probably looked at me like I'm it's like a, it's like a dad thing to say, but boundaries are cool, not cruel. And it's true. A lot of us think boundaries like saying no is cruel and that people are not going to like us, but actually you're protecting your self worth. You're protecting your time. You're protecting your energy and you're learning that the world doesn't end. If you say no, that actually the world opens when you start saying no, because you're putting yourself first, which perfectionism is not rooted in. Lastly, just remember that recovery 
does take time. It, it takes time, it takes energy, and it takes a lot of hard work. And I know it's hard. I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. And there's still things that I, I am constantly working on and evolving because I'm human. They're not rooted in my in behaviors anymore, but they are rooted in potentially my self self-worth and my ability to push my business forward and my work ethic. And I know I always have to keep a check with myself, but that's okay. My journey of healing is constant and I will probably be on this journey for the rest of my life in certain ways, you know, because we're constantly evolving, we're constantly growing, but there has to be a change that gets you there. So your journey towards healing is unique and with perseverance, you can overcome perfectionism and the challenges of an eating disorder and how they link. Start doing the opposite of what your perfectionism say, says when it comes to potentially behaviors like needing food to be perfect. Leave it unperfect for a meal. Challenge, sit with that uncomfortable anxiety and learn that the world doesn't end if, if your meal isn't perfect. It's about exposing yourself to your biggest fears and doing it anyway. It's hard, but it's so worth it for a life of freedom. So I hope this episode is helpful for you and just makes you feel less alone. If you are a perfectionist and that is something you're struggling with, know that it's possible to use it to your advantage. It doesn't have to be this big beast of a trait that you can never grasp uh, a hold of and it will rule your life. Instead, work with it. Don't work against it. So thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I'm loving doing episodes and I've been consistent. I'm very proud of myself actually that I thought thought I wouldn't be able to keep this pot up, but I have and I'm enjoying it so much. So I would be more most grateful if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have the time and if you're enjoying the episodes, it helps me do what I do. It helps me get the listens that I feel like uh, this podcast deserves, not because it's me that's hosting it, but more because it's an important message that's going out and I want as many people to hear it as possible. So if you could leave a review, I'd be more than grateful. If you want to connect with me, my Instagram is um, flourishwithkiandra or recovertoflourish underscore pod. Um, I post lots and lots of informative content about each sort of recovery and you can always reach out to me there. Everything will be in the show notes for you to to get and you to access. And you know where I am if you need support. I'm sending so much love and thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you soon. Bye.